One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Welcome to Are You Having a Draft? My name is Bradley James and I am joined by Marcus Ellard. Hello, mate. How are you? Very well. How are you? Um, sweet, fun and dandy. We had a bit of a break due to complications a couple of weeks ago, but I'm very, very glad to be back and I'm very excited. Also due to the longest game week in history. Oh my... It was... It felt like there was a million games, but also none at the same time. How do you feel about the winter break, Marcus? Oh, can, I found it a bit stressful. Um, I found it stressful because it was, even though it was break, there was still just a smattering of games. And also, I won't go into it now because I think it's for another podcast, but I didn't like Jurgen Klopp's attitude towards the FA Cup. Yes, I hear you. I hear you. We have gone for diversity this podcast, Marcus, because we are reaching both ends of the spectrum of the league table. This is exciting. There's a nice little clue, a little teaser who our fabulous guests are for today's podcast. We will let them introduce themselves later on. We clearly wanted to give a taste of what it's like to be at either end of the table. Um, we have provided that. Without further ado, are you having a draft? Sure are, mate. <laughs> Reporting live from Beverly Hills, California, it's Bradley James! Hey! Thank you for joining from stateside, Bradley. The room you are in looks to have no windows. Is that yes, because um, the sun is so glaring outside in London? No, we're, it, it, it's dark outside, but we also have no windows in here. It is one of those beautiful, cold, clear winter days here. It's, it's clear blue skies, but a very different temperature. crisp winter day. It's time to introduce our guests for this week. I'm Yare Jagbafume, a.k.a. the Cerebral Assassins. And currently, I'm 13th in the league. And that's currently, Marcus, for now. Thanks, Yare. That's actually very concise for you. And we're also joined by... You're right, my name's Jonathan Wolfe. No, it's not really. 
It's, uh, it's Matthew Melalu, and I am the manager of Malulu's FC, and I am currently in first place. Congratulations, we've got we've got a top and a bottom here. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I won't. We always knew it would be that way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Marcus has got a cheeky grin on his face. He's <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> so, so, like I say, so we've got first and 13th, 13th yeah. for now. For now. How are you, how are you both feeling about your current league position? I'm fuming still. <laughs> I am fuming. I'm not happy about it. But there's not much I can do. But I have to sort of figure out a way to get out of it. And as I always say, I'm going to scrap, spit, and scratch to get out of this position. Was it because when you came to draft day, your entrance outfit was too heavy? Before <laughs> <laughs> Very good. That, yeah, Very I like good. that. Boom. <laughs> um, so we've heard from 13th with his heavy uh, ring walk costume. Uh, Matthew, how, how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling good. Feeling good. As an avid listener of Are oh, You Having a Draft, I've heard a couple of people mentioning that I'm perhaps not quite owning this the way that I should be. They yeah, 100%. They don't like me selling the underdog story anymore, so I'm where I deserve to be. <laughs> yeah. Yes! 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 time put in the grass. Yes! And now yeah. we're on the running. Yes! I think it's the yes, mate! That's what I'm talking about. There you go. Good. That's I mean, excellent. Yeah. I am still fighting to go, go my friend. Yeah, and that's it. What, and whilst you're what, on the social media this week, I don't, well, I only noticed it this week, I don't know whether it's a new thing, but I, I'm really enjoying the, the dashed line just for the, for the bottom three, like a relegation. <laughs> Nice like a relegation line. to let uh, people know where they are. It's actually, it makes me actually want to do better because I don't want to go below the line. It's only, do you know what I mean? It's like... People that haven't won the championship are the people that are doing that, man. That's nonsense. I would be <laughs> absolutely over the moon about it if I weren't so close to it. <laughs> yeah. 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 They're up like a stone, mate. There is that. I love how, Bradley, you and I spent, like, the, the majority of our summer telling people on this podcast how to do a draft you know, how to pick their fantasy football team. And we're like 10th <laughs> and 9th or something. <laughs> we are hovering yeah. above the catering zone. It's an embarrassment. My family are considering disowning me. Is that why you're in America? Have you been extradited? <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Your mum's like, do the not come, come back come home out. until you're at least mid-table. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rings true to my upbringing as a whole, I would say. And thus, here we are. That's the shame of being in ninth position. However, like Yari says, ninth position for now. Yes. Yes. Positivity. Cue being in 11th position next week. (laughs) (laughs) We look forward to speaking to you for the rest of the podcast. Thank you for joining. Thank you. Thank you. Marcus, as much as it troubles me to talk about this, it's a subject we have to touch on. It's the Bryce Grass bet. The bet. Rice Grass. Rice Grass. Rice Grass. Rice Grass. West Ham played a game against Liverpool. Oh, you are. Have kept God knows how many clean sheets recently. <laughs> However, against West Ham and specifically Messrs. Rice and Snodgrass, they conceded two goals. Still won the game. Still going to go the season undefeated. It looks like. However, 
Snodgrass and Rice both got assists. It's like they're listening. It's like they know. It's like they don't want you to win this bet, Bradley. Declan Rice is currently on 62 points. Robert Snodgrass is on 85 points (gasps) for a grand total of 147 points. They are three points away from the magic. That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, It's not amazing, mate. It's terrible news. It's happening. So, oh, it's happening, mate. You're shelling out. I think, I think Yara and I might have to pull up a table next door with our, <laughs> with our cameras out for social media purposes. Yeah. <laughs> the only saving grace is that Declan Rice is 38 points away from reaching the 100-point mark. or beat it. I suppose he's 39 points away from topping 100 points, mm. which means that we may be joined by Matthew Brummett in his kit should that remain the case should he remain below the 101 point barrier so there are 11 okay. game weeks left it's a lot of time Ooh. plenty which of means time. he's got to average over three points a game oh, yeah yeah, 100%. Do you reckon? Yeah, I think you will. I think Do you? Yeah, I think so. Do you want to get in on that bet, Yare? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to do all that big talking? Do you want to get oh, yourself involved? draw me out there. 100%. 100%. He's looking to spread the, spread the cost. Spread the cost? Nah, I'm good. I'm enjoying it from, a, from afar. This is great. Oh, you're sneaking down, mate. I knew it. I knew it'd happen. Oh, that's a great bet. He needs to get an average of 3.45 points again. Right. Oh, right. oh, okay. But what's he been doing so let's simplify it. He yeah, needs yeah. to get three and a half points a game. Yeah. yeah, he's not gonna do that. No. You don't think so? I don't know. Nah. No. You shouldn't talk Yara into it. We could have got him round by the yeah. he's just no. by the end of the episode. Who has him? Do we know? Nobody has Declan Rice uh, for the uh, simple well, reason that He's not going to get over 100 points. I've not. Melody's got Snodgrass. I've got Snodgrass and he's doing me proud. He's doing well, mate. He's flying. He's doing me proud. There was a moment or two where I dallied with uh, launching him as uh, as my man here. Yes, mate. Well, uh, you almost had Ericsson in your team. Look how that would have turned out. There was an interesting trade offered to Mr. Bromwich. Did you find out trade interesting? I mean, oh, it, it's daylight could, robbery. It could have been interesting in no, the sense that not a chance. It was a risk on both parts. Yeah, but not a chance. Ericsson's, Ericsson was ever staying at Tottenham. I knew he was going to be launched. You were saying it on draft night, though. Yeah, right? was it you that saying? It I said night? it. I said it from the start. He was getting launched in, in Christmas. I mean, Brummett seemed convinced, and the 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 fact that he wanted me to beef up the trade with more well, and more, more. Like points. Yeah, yeah, auction points. I just nah. Just do it. Just do it like as it is. A straight up trade. That's what you should have done. Yeah. We will be keeping you up to date on the Snod Rice bet in the coming weeks, but it looks like the next podcast we might just be discussing where you're taking me for dinner, Bradley. <laughs> oi, oi, oi. Well, I think we should probably discuss that privately, Marcus. So that <laughs> I've heard the views of duck and waffle. Are <laughs> yeah, I heard the ivy's deadly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it went out on a podcast, but I, you already chose your destination. I really, I love. I can't wait to get out the. <laughs> Tune in next time to find out how it was done and in what style. I personally think it would be done this weekend. Bradley, fingers I, and toes. I across. personally think the coronavirus will sweep through West Ham's training ground. Oh, yeah. <laughs> keep rice and snowgrass off the pitch for the remainder of the season. That's what it'd have to take, basically. <laughs> in that's, your dreams, that's what, mate. That's not happening. Yeah. You're coughing up, mate. Snodgrass yeah. is in my team, uh, and I saw a warning that he was taken off with an injury the other day, so I think it'll be next weekend. Oh. Yes. Oh. It won't be far. <laughs> Bradley's 
For those of you, obviously, for those of you listening, obviously, for everyone listening, Bradley's face is a pure joy. Yeah. <laughs> Rubra. The trade that started it all off. If we were to analyse this trade on the face of it, it's worked out much better for you, Marcus. There is, however, one caveat to that. Which? And that is that Marcus Rashford is injured. And also, it feels like his injury's getting longer. He feels mm. like he's been injured for ages. Yeah. Well, Robertson's only this week. It's, it took him, I think, five game weeks to catch up to Rashford. It's only this week that he's caught up to him and overtaken him in the point scoring. So, Robertson is on 136. Rashford is on 134. <sighs> But Rashford has missed the last five games. The wild card to this, or the kicker to this, is that Tarkovsky is going to be a 100-point-plus defender by the end of the season. He's currently on 94 points. He's had three clean sheets in his last four games. He wasn't really even properly part of the trade, but he became part of the trade to manoeuvre the positions of players that we were exchanging. So I just let go of Tarkovsky. He's going to be a 100-point defender this season. (laughs) (laughs) That's annoying. The person I got in replace for a striker was Aaron Connolly, who is a player with a lot of promise. If we were doing a legacy league, someone might want to pick him up lower on in the rounds because in the future he might have something about him. This season, he doesn't have anything about him. And (laughs) he really was a flash in the pan. For this season, if we were to speak about his future, I think he has a bright one. But right now, he's not ready. He's not where he needs to be for Premier League standard. He's certainly not where he needs to be for Liberators FC standard and getting me some points every week. So the saving grace for me is the fact that Marcus Rashford seems to have, I don't know, lost a, lost half his spine. Like, what's, what's happened to his back? It seems to well, mismanaged- be very frustrating for you, sir. Mismanagement by Ole Gunnar Solskjaer because he was a bit injured yeah. and then he brought him on and then he got a lot injured. And so he, he admitted that that was a mistake bringing yeah. him on there. Also, I wouldn't be as massively stressed out about it if Ole Gunnar Solskjaer actually played Mason Greenwood like regularly. Not getting enough game time. Do you know what no. I mean? I feel like he's, he's good- got Odie Nagalo, mate. <laughs> it's, but it's bonkers, isn't it? It's like you've got this brilliant young lad who it's his opportunity to really shine yeah. whilst Rashford's injured and improve and do a bit of a Chelsea like how Tammy Abraham and all that lot and he's just not playing him every time he comes on he looks dangerous he looks right? really good yeah. Yeah. he looks really good he's good player he that's his Ole he's just a terrible manager pony you reckon he's got he's missing his two best players and he's got them up into fifth at the moment yeah but like why is he playing um, like I don't like Martial up top I just find him really lazy he doesn't got... offer anything no, and I don't like Martial playing well because he's, yeah. <laughs> he's in Nick's team. Yeah. So I watch every United match yeah. going, oh, Martial's having a good one. Oh, I mean, I'm happy and I'm really sad at the you know, same do you time. Rate, do you rate Martial? I mean, on his day, great player. Mm. On his day. On his day. He doesn't have those days that often. No, he doesn't. That's the thing. So I had that when I was watching Leicester versus Man City at the weekend. Obviously, I did not want anyone from Man City to score. I didn't want Aguero to score, certainly, because of all this drama that, um, around the trade. And then at, at 70-odd minutes, Aguero goes off, Jesus comes on, 
Score straight away, 1-0. A little bit of me was really happy. What's wrong with that? What do you mean a little bit of you? Like, Embrace the happiness. Like, try being a Manchester United supporter with Mo Salah as your main yeah, player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every but like, match. But that's a, but There's like, such a should... bittersweet element to the draft. Andy had to watch Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang tear Everton apart at the weekend yeah. whilst mm-hmm. collecting points for all the goals he was scoring. <laughs> I've been in that position myself. I think I actually captained Harry Kane when they played Arsenal. He scored, yeah. didn't he? He scores every time he plays against Arsenal. That's why I can't. Exactly. You've got to take your loyalties out of this. got to be a bit more ruthless. I do it all the time. Yeah. But yeah. I've got Everton players. I've got United yeah. players on my team. It doesn't matter. You want to win. I like pins and needles, though, so it I'm is. a bit of a sucker for pleasure pain. Yeah. Yeah. Do you actually like pins and needles, really? Yeah. Oh, You like no. a bit of pins and needles. Like you get like pins and needles in your foot and you get up and you're like, ah, oh, I've hurt so much, but it feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so I think, long story short, I think the, the Rob Rash with Tarkovsky on the outside of it, I think that'll go right to the end of the season yeah. by the looks of it. How exciting. Much about the Rashford injury because, as you say, it seems to keep getting worse. Yeah, I think it's mid-March off the top of my head. Ooh. Right. So it's, we'll keep so it's, an eye on that. it's going to have been about eight weeks, isn't it, I think, by the time of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I'll just have a quick check now. Start of January, wasn't it? Mm. Oh, my been... God! The seventeenth of May. What? what? <laughs> the seventeenth of May. Is that when they're saying joke. he's going to come back? Yeah. That's a joke. No. What have they done to him? Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, you are a clown. The website. You're reading the website's diagnosis. Yeah. The PremierLeague.com diagnosis. Yeah. I once had a game week where, this was years ago now, Thomas Vermaelen, he had a red flag by his name, and the prognosis was, or the diagnosis was, he died. (laughs) (laughs) The next week, came on and scored two goals against Everton. Now, I'm not saying that Rashford is going to be running around next week, (laughs) but... I am always very wary of these yeah. medical reports that come from PremierLeague.com. And that's the latest from Rob Rash. And we're back with another... The Curse of Wood. It's everyone's favourite feature. Bradley, what have you got for us this week? We previously stated that we had an ultimate curse of wolf. I didn't realise it could be improved upon in the way it has this week. Some of us will have been expecting to hear Wolf's voice this week. However, it is not with us because Jonathan Wolf has been struck down by the curse of wolf. He's actually been struck down himself. Inevitable, some might say. Once again, listeners have been denied the chance to listen to Jonathan directly from source. They've heard a little bit from him last episode. When I say a little bit, I really do mean... very, very, very little bit. Exactly. (laughs) He was due to come on the show. He's potentially got coronavirus. Who knows? He's ill. He's sick. He's got excuses. Coming out the yin-yang. No Jonathan Wolf. Struck down by his very own curse. The Curse of Wolf.
Bradley, we're going back to our emails. Email. The emails. Are you having a draft at gmail.com? Lots of people talking about the Legacy League. We've also had questions to hashtag AYHAD. And this is from, I think, I don't, this might, you might blush, Bradley. This is from Bradley James Daily. Wow. Is there even enough to keep up with daily? I, um, you could change well, that to annually and you'd probably get all the updates you need. They send love to the draft family, but they've got some questions. So maybe I ask you the questions and also our guests the questions. There's quite a lot, so I'm going to select them if that's okay. Are you on board with this, Bradley James Daily? Great stuff. I am Bradley James Daily. I, I'm going to open with this one because I, I chuckled to myself when I read this on the train today. Yeah. Apart from VAR and Mkhitaryan... <laughs> <laughs> is there any other moment, player, coach or situation that you're most disappointed with? Oh, that's easy. Oh. Yare said it's easy, so I'll come to Yare first. That when there's more a tackle on Divock Origi. Go on. Disgusting. Is you're... this the player that we're banned from? That's Simon. banned, yeah. Banned for life, man, from the draft. Absolute coward's tackle that was. And he's an Evertonian as well, which tells you everything. So we've got Yare's, that's good. Thank you for answering that one. Uh, Matthew Melody. <laughs> I mean, but <laughs> as, a, as a Manchester United supporter, the Mkhitaryan thing <coughs> cuts quite deep. Yeah. Uh, but the disappointment off the back of that has to be the purchasing of Sanchez oh. and giving him, what, 300,000 a week to warm the bench? How many? 300,000 pounds a week after tax to warm That's the United bench. Yeah. So that's quite disappointing. Bradley James. I'm going to give some credit to Everton fans here because when <laughs> Funes Mori made that challenge, he got up, kissed the badge and started beating his chest towards the Everton fans. And you did not see many, if any, replying back to him with any message of positivity. Everton yeah. fans seem to understand that what he did there was pretty heinous. We've got him out of the league because that behaviour is... Just disgusting. Mm. There seemed to be an understanding from the stands that what Funes Mori did in that moment was far from okay. Doesn't mm. matter what shirt you're wearing or what badge you have on your chest, you do not want behaviour like that to represent your club. I take my hat off to you, Everton fans, in that scenario. My disappointment stems to this season. I'm having my worst season. And his name is Luka Milivojevic. I'm not putting this solely down on Luka Milivojevic. I'm putting this down on something that we said we weren't supposed to. The fact that VAR hasn't given as many penalties as I thought it was hoping it would do. <laughs> and Luka Milivojevic, the Crystal Palace penalty taker, has, I think, I think they've probably had two or three penalties. He's been suspended for two of those, I think. <laughs> <laughs> needless to say, I will never draft Luka Milivojevic in my team ever again. Until next season, he's going for like one or two points. A bargain. <laughs> Very good. He'll be your first pick next year. Second pick, Fabian Dell. Um, what is, gentlemen, this is the next question. What is your favourite or most memorable match or moment? Draft-wise. I think, we're late. I think it's got to be during a draft season. It can't just be like any season, for oh. example. It can't be the young because we didn't ha we weren't drafting then I think it's got to be let's relate this back to the draft but also something yes yeah, so something that happened in the draft season I was on the edge of my uh, sofa the other week for an absolute nail biter 
Sheffield United versus Arsenal. I don't support either team, but I had players, I had skin in the game, as they say, <laughs> and I was right there with every single blow. And the reason I picked this one is because I stopped myself partway through. I was like, what are you doing, man? You do not care about what is going to happen here, other than what it meant for the draft. Yeah. yeah. And it, it was so exciting. Yeah. I'm there cheering on the, the chance of you know, maybe getting a Sheffield clean sheet or maybe getting an assist or is Lacazette going to have one of those games where he has a blinder or is he going to go back to mm. the bench again? You oh, know, that's good. It, mate, that is what the draft has done to me. Yeah. yeah. This season, on New Year's Day, after the furore of the oh, Jesus yeah. and Aguero, Aguero thing, on New Year's Day when, when Jesus just had an absolute blinder, <laughs> I was like driving down the motorway, like screaming, Yes! <laughs> And getting out, getting out of the car at the service station and seeing everyone's messages like, Marcus is master of the draft. Marcus is a great trader. <laughs> he's, had, he's had you, Andy, and all this. And I was like, it was just like beating my hand on the steering wheel. I loved it. I loved it. And I would love it if they beat them. Yeah, that's mine. But, but particularly this season, I think that's, that's the standout. But it comes down to that yeah, risk thing, doesn't it? Exactly, it's what you, yeah. It's what you were saying. You, you take a risk, and I'm not, I'm not previously. And I think, that, I think because we're doing the podcast, I'm taking more. And because I took it and it paid off, exactly. even in that one game, exactly. it was like su- it makes such a difference. But it's, it's, like, it's almost like the grief that you're getting so much, but you just want to prove yeah. everybody yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. And that's why that's why I actually I think what you've done this season's actually been quite brilliant. All the oh. risks. No, seriously, like CAA head off, CA head off. Yeah. <laughs> but no, just the risks you've taken. You know, fair play to you. You know, go out swinging. You're yes, better off. Just don't be, don't, don't be mid, mid-table mediocrity, man. Go out swinging if you're gonna, you're gonna do something. Yeah, no, I, I know which that. side his bread's buttered. Very yeah. good work. And, if you, and there was the, the Leicester game that I went to, where Marcus then banned me from going to the King yeah. <laughs> ever again because they got an absolute yeah. drubbing by yeah. Wolves. Was it? It was somewhat really wrong. embarrassing. And you, yeah. you messaged from outside the ground, and I was like, never ever step, foot. <laughs> never step foot in the King Power Stadium for as long as you live. <laughs> That's, that was funny. That's a good moment. My moment actually comes down to game week 38 of season four. So the year is 2017. 21st of May. All the teams are playing at the same time. I am sat in my living room alongside Pete was there. Phil was there. Other various members of the draft are in my house watching the final day of the season. Myself and Phil are horns locks as we're duking it out for third position. Sergio Aguero was my player that season. He bagged two goals, got brought off on the 71st minute, and all of a sudden, the points that I had coming in that day slowed down. Bill (laughs) had Jamie Vardy, and Jamie Vardy had scored a goal. They were at home to Bournemouth. There was a succession of moments where Vardy could have scored, but did And come the end of that game, I finished... Two points above Phil for the entire season. Oh, wow. Made it into third position by two points. Just snuck onto the podium there. I suppose I remember that because there was a few of us together and I got to jump up and down in Phil's face at the full-time whistle. So we've got um, a question to Nick, who isn't here, but we'll pose the question anyway. A question to Nick. I think this is because he's the rookie. A question to Nick. He won't answer till at least the end of the season. How... How did you manage to do that? Oh, that's Ooh, presumptive. That, that yeah. <laughs> victory on his behalf. Almost as presumptive as a nasty little rumour that I had uh, 
Why are you send looking at me? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I know you. I know you. you know, send, send a few my way. <laughs> a nasty little rumor that was sent my way that um, Nick, when he wasn't in this draft, was uh, bigging himself up, saying, "I just oh, want to get in well, it because I, because I know I'll win it first time." No, oh, I, 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 that, that, dis- I don't believe that. that, that doesn't, if that doesn't stoke my fire, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I will. I look forward to yeah. uh, hearing. From All you I can say is, they about. talk about football as being a game of two halves. This championship is a game of three thirds. Mm. <laughs> and in game week thirteen, I was top. Yeah. In game week twenty-six, I was top. And in game week thirty-eight, I'm going to be duking it out. Get him! <laughs> <laughs> and I will love yes, yes. That's Man, well good. Yes. Question to Bradley on the theme of rumours, actually. Question to Bradley. Rumour has it Barcelona are interested in purchasing of certain players and I quote, Spurs are willing to let go of their number 10 for the right price, which is estimated to be 160 million euros. The transfer, however, will only take place during the summer transfer window. What do you think about this rumour? Does it seem plausible to you? Harry Kane to Barcelona. Yes. No, it doesn't seem plausible. Because? Barcelona's style of play would not suit Harry Kane. Mm. He would score goals. Any striker would get on the score sheet for that team, especially one with the qualities of Harry Kane. If he were to go abroad, he'd probably be better suited to a Real Madrid. But that's a big if in terms of going abroad because Harry Kane has the opportunity to become the Premier League's all-time top goal scorer currently a record held by alan shearer 260 goals harry kane is currently on let's quick google and pretend like i have it at the top of my head although it's probably weird if i know that (laughs) let's see he is currently on 136 goals he needs 124 goals to equal alan shearer's record which is probably five, maybe six seasons worth of goals Ooh. for Harry Kane. How old is Harry Kane now? I want to say 26. Yeah. yeah. Well, you could do you that. You could do that. Yeah. And I'd be right, according to Google. He was born July 28, 1993. Oh, Ooh. nice. So young. That is young. 93? Yeah, he's got plenty. <laughs> 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 And also, so this is the one... Where's the Marcus Ellard daily? Why haven't they messaged him? Yeah. We'll get inundated now. So also, we've had our New Zealand listener, uh, one of our many, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We've had Paul get in touch, Bradley. We've done something really quite remarkable, which I'm going to show the boys now. Whoa, now that is epic. Ah, that's deadly. Loving it. And against the Lego, the wall wall with the little goalpost. That is, Paul, that is absolutely brilliant. May take a bow. Detail on these kits is. Jeez, you got the sequence right. Amazing. So, what Paul has done is Paul has created the drafters in Sabutio figures and he has painted every single kit and they're standing against the brick wall. Even Andy's there as the goalkeeper. Wow. You've got all the sponsorships on there. 
They're also in. They're in the order that we are on the podcast title page. So Paul, yeah, as as I think one of you, one of the boys just here just said, take a bow. Yeah, that's amazing. It's it's truly excellent. I have to say, it is absolutely sensational. We've Mm. been very fortunate that a lot of people seem to have responded to the show, to the draft. They've provided artistic offerings. This is. It's incredible. As you say, the picture will post on our social media because the effort that's gone into it is one thing. Paul seems to have left a little bit of his his heart and soul in it. I like the fact that the boots are specific to the colours that were worn. I like the detail on every strip. I can see the tiny little stripes on Yare's beautiful purple <laughs> strip it is Mate, it's stunning. incredible it's absolutely stunning and paul this is this says something if you could no. if you could keep sending us pictures because this is I've, i don't think i've ever seen yare so quiet so if you could please <laughs> you've stunned him into pure silence so more well, pictures it, please paul it's just brilliant i've never seen it like that it's absolutely <laughs> incredible when i when i first saw it there was a message that came through about it someone i think might have even posted on the group and when i first saw it i was blown away it's absolutely fantastic it's a bit of i think paul wants to yeah. paul wants to send it to us uh, what we'll do paul is we'll fire back an email with an address that you can send it to uh, it, and it, it'd be brilliant i'm sure it'll take pride of place at draft hq yeah mate i was gonna say we should have a little um unveiling at the next draft barbecue perhaps yeah we're definitely gonna have to take some shots we're gonna have to take some shots with all the all the drafters with with their their respective spucio figure brilliant yeah love it absolutely love it that's epic paul we commend you we shall make sure that the social media team give you a follow on the various social medias because you are now in our heart and soul sir and we thank you Brilliant. So thanks, thanks again, efforts. Paul. And um, as Bradley mentioned, then we've got our social, our social media accounts. We've got Instagram. We've got Twitter at Having a Draft. And also, if you want to send us an email with either something, some questions, or something you've made, or something that you have noticed, email us on Are You Having a Draft at gmail.com. January transfer window, Marcus. Oh, it feels like a million years ago. But was it as exciting as we hoped? I'm not sure exciting was the word. (laughs) (laughs) There's one or two players who have come in who might have a little interesting additions to people's seasons. People who had their January transfers remaining because they didn't use them in the August window were Wolf, Mantle, myself, Dutz, Melaloo and Meds. Melaloo and Meds both passed up on the opportunity to draft in any of the new recruits. Absolutely. You don't mess and... with the team. <laughs> <laughs> He's owning it today. Yes, mate. Absolutely oh, owning it. What that meant was Johnny Wolf with the first January transfer, he dropped Mark Noble, who hadn't really done anything for him. Mark Noble scored a couple of goals about 10 weeks ago. Wolf brought him in. He hasn't done anything <laughs> since. He replaced him with Bruno Fernandes at Manchester United, who is a big component as to why Johnny Wolfe has had some recent success. He's Mm. come in, United's attack has been based around him immediately. He's taken charge straight off the bat. Mm. And it's almost like Paul who, because Pogba is not missed at all. Now that they've got Fernandes in there, creating chances and getting Wolfe some points. Mm. Stephen Burwine, Burguagin, (laughs) 
Dave, as Pete calls him. As Dave. Because Stephen's been too difficult, yeah. I suppose. Um, <laughs> Stephen Burwine went to Mantle. He scored, not while he was in Mantle's team, but he's already got a goal. Mm. And with the injuries that have happened at Tottenham, it looks like he's going to be thrown straight into the side. Now, I dropped Harry Kane. Big call. For me, it wasn't such a big call. It sounds like he's going to get two games in at the end of the season. The only problem was I signed Odeon Igalo, <laughs> who Odeon is has not hit the ground running. That's very diplomatic. <laughs> that then led on to Dutz, who dropped Kyote of Crystal Palace, and he signed West Ham boy. Jared, but it's Jared Bowen, isn't it? Yeah, Jim Jim Bowen of uh, darts fame. Here's what you're good for. <laughs> <laughs> Bullies special prize <laughs> of bullseye fame. Jared Bowen. I don't know if he felt the claret and blue call to mm. bring in West Ham's new signing, but he's an exciting player, so I think that could on, be on that Bradley. In English- Sorry, Bradley. On, on addi- in, in addition to that, from the um, emails, we had a lot of love on the emails for Neil Dutton's West Ham and draft till I die comment. Honestly, <laughs> the amount of people in the emails just mentioned, oh, I've just got to say this about Dutton, West Ham till I die, draft till I die. It went down really well. <laughs> that then led on to a pretty frenetic transfer day on the turn of the next game week when all the players who hadn't been signed became available. Yeah. And... A lot of people were involved. You yeah, were indeed. That's a big one. And you and I a were bit talk- of a scramble. You and I yeah. were talking actually, weren't we? We were saying we we need to keep an eye on this. So it was just, it was just before eleven thirty, about twenty past eleven UK time, and obviously the the deadline is at it turns over at eleven thirty. So about ten minutes before, Bradley was saying, make sure you buy your phone. You know, keep an eye on it. Diddler, we need to make we need to keep on top of it. There'd, there'd be lots to talk about, and that was pretty um, action packed, actually. Mm. Any surprises? There were nine drafters involved Ooh. in the waiver wire minute at eleven thirty. There was a scrap <laughs> as players became available. A big part of that scrap was a player who I should have signed instead of Odin Agalo is, and I can't say his first name to save my life, I'm going to say Mbwana. Mbwana Samata. Recently signed for Aston Villa and in between the time of us making our January window signings and that next game week, he scored for Aston Villa. And so all of a sudden at 11.30 there was a mass rush Mm. to try and sign him. Mm. It included... Matthew Melalu, who's there with us. Jonathan Wolf tried to sign him. Andy O'Neill tried to sign him. I was going to sign him, but by the time I got there, the waiver wire came into effect because Matthew Brummett, Brummett. signed him. Brummett. Yeah. And Matthew yeah. Brummett, being lower down in the table, had the higher position on the waiver wire, and therefore mm. he was able to sign Samata. There was one or two people who threw their name in the hat to try and get him. Fair, so, fair yeah, him. a lot of people. Yeah. Bromit snagged him. And then there was the onslaught of the what Samada jokes that happened. <laughs> that, what, what's the oh, matter that, with that trade? Yeah, yeah, that happened on the on the group. Sorry, I just wanted to get in there with that. <laughs> 
I was tempted, but I thought that's too old man of me. So I didn't. <laughs> You've, done it. You've done it. <laughs> Yara, you made an interesting signing. I did. I jumped week. in on Harry Kane because I think you're. Are I you... thought you were mad for letting him go. Like it doesn't Do matter. Do you ever wonder why you're bottom of the league? Yeah. <laughs> but I can't use the whole. You know, I've won a championship with you because you've won as well. So that's, you know, <laughs> can't do that joke with you. <laughs> but no, in, in, in fairness, I need to take risks. And I'm just sort of hoping that from some of the training videos I'm seeing of him, that he might come back earlier than I thought. You know, he seems to be putting a lot of pressure on that particular hamstring in terms of sort of rigorous exercise he's doing. I'm just I'm speaking a lot of nonsense here. I'm just hoping for the best. <laughs> yeah, I understand why you made the signing. Yeah. I would say of all the risks that you take, I would say this was seemingly like the biggest shot in the dark. Yeah. Because... Go hard or go home. Yeah. It's just he's out. He's, he's injured pretty bad, mate. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you say that, but... <laughs> you say it, but look, like, look, you look at some of the videos, like some of his training videos. Like, if he's out that badly, he shouldn't be doing that much rigorous exercises at the moment. Do you see what I mean? Mm. Like, he's putting a lot of weight on that particular hamstring. So that's why I'm sort of, yeah. like, I'm hoping that he gets back <clears> earlier than usual. But knowing the fact that Spurs desperately need him, he might be rushed back. You never know. That's what I'm hoping for. I know it is, bruv. <laughs> <laughs> You're just waiting to come in on that. Damn you. Damn you, I Marcus. See it, I can see it in your <laughs> You go but, around his house with an oxygen tent and a massage table. Yeah, yeah See literally, what you can do for literally, him. man. I'm going um, in the blower to him later on. Yeah. <laughs> the sheer hope in Yare's eyes was yeah. lovely. It's, 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 it's the only problem with doing a podcast, you just can't quite see Yare's, <laughs> Yare's blind hope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm clutching at straws. Yeah. But like it, that's the whole. I just I, need, I have to be. I have to do something. I can't just sit there and Harry Kane. You cannot not have Harry Kane. You just don't know when he'd be back. I don't think he'll be back in May. I think he gets back earlier. I'm hoping he gets back June. the end of March. No, not a chance, mate. I think he'll be back in March. I'm putting the right in there. Yeah, I'm going, but yeah, he'll be back in March. Middle of March, Harry Kane's back. There you go. He's done it again. Yeah. Do you want to buy dinner? So or in two weeks' time, he'll be he'll be back from That's, that. Well, three. I think three weeks. By 21st of March, I think he's back. That's the middle of March, back, as well. in the last third of March. Yeah. <laughs> Last third of March. I think, no, I do. I, I think he... No, I'm going to go. I'm going to go bold. I think he comes back late, um, 21st of March, by around that time. There you go. Yeah. 21st of March. You heard I think it he's here. Come back. Heard it here first. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Yeah, why not? I was right about Ericsson, so I'm like... Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Any other bangers in that, Bradley, for you that you thought, oh, yeah? Well, thank you, Dr. Yare, for that uh, accurate... <laughs> 
diagnosis there. I think that wraps it up for the transfer action. It, it was a very frenetic transfer window. Not for the reasons you would think, but Mamwana Samata. I apologise already for... <laughs> I may just have to stick with Samata. Mamwana Samata was the headline of transfer deadline day. Let's see how he does for Bromit. Hopefully not too well, because Bromit's currently occupying the 11th spot in the table, and we'd love him to finish there. Oh. <laughs> and that's all for trades and transfers on deadline day. <laughs> Marcus, yes. Can we talk about you and your new best friends, Ben Chilwell and James Madison? What? <laughs> Here we go, lads. This is a little picture to share with you. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, just chilling on the town. Yeah, look yeah. at these lads. Um, yeah. So basically, walking through London on oh, go on, Yari. Look at Madison, man. He looks like 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 a, a pound shop vanilla ice. <laughs> 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 they're, they're two very cool guys. I yeah, no, in front of you looks cool. I was just basically walking through, walking through London on a Sunday, which I very, very rarely do, and sitting outside of a Starbucks, I walked past and I thought, oh, that looks like Ben Chil- That's Ben Chil- and James Madison hanging out together in real life. Oh, lads. As- because they're always on Instagram like, yeah. together, hanging out. Yeah. But like, so, so I said, obviously, I chatted to them. I said, oh, well, you know, well played yesterday, lads. It was the day after the Man City. Okay. And I said, like, oh, you know, really unlucky. How was it for you guys, sort of thing. And I, and I went, oh, by the way, I'm from Leicester. I'm, you know, oh, yeah, what are you doing down here? So I told them all that. And, um, <laughs> and they were like, yeah, well, you know, Man City are a good side. Obviously, giving it all the PR thing. Mm. But Madison was like, you know, and also we definitely should have got a penalty. Like De Bruyne fully humbled. Yeah, 100%. Oh, really? oh yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah. And obviously, like I say, because obviously they're PR trained, or, you know, PR training stuff, but yeah. that was a moment where they did, the, they did the Man City a good thing, but then he also did say, yeah, they should have had a penalty. And they, oh. they were, they should have done. And I said, hey, just serve you on a day off, but um, you wouldn't mind just taking a picture. I've got they're some mates. Cracking that, players, I've got some mates that might like this. Yeah, <laughs> just a bit. No, <laughs> fair enough, they're two great players. And then. Um, obviously, you have lined them up to come and talk on the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Madison put me in touch with his agent, obviously, and uh, Chill was having to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it, but the funny thing as well, he said, I I said you, um, Madison was like, yeah, yeah, we'll take one of you, but you've got to take one of us first. So then I had to take one of those two, like, in inverted commas, chatting, like, on the street. So they just sort of, like, posed like they were chatting. And then, <laughs> then I got my photo. Love it. Oh, fair what, play. for their That's own Instagram? Shot, so they're, just casually Sorry, having a, they're just casually having a coffee in London? Literally, yeah. Just having a, and I said, what are you two? So I sort of said, what are you two doing down here? Because obviously they were in Leicester the night before. Yeah. And Signing Matt, for Arsenal, mate. And Madison was just like, <laughs> Madison was like, oh, yeah, we just, we just came down for dinner after the game. <laughs> As you do, man. As you do. As you do. Came down to London for dinner after the game in Manchester. Yeah. Well, I think. It was oh no, it was, it was in Leicester. Wasn't but yeah, it? so home. I didn't ask how, how or what the method of transport was. <laughs> they obviously hot-footed it down to London pretty quickly, and then um, yeah, they must have just hung out and they were having a coffee in, in Soho on Sunday morning. That's what's wrong with the restaurants in Leicester, Marcus? I, I think they must have they must have gone to They're a bit, bit too cheap for them. Yeah. <laughs> 
They must have gone to um, what was it? San Carlo. They must have been to San Carlo one too many times. <laughs> no, Chilwell's absolutely loving you, mate. He's got his arm right yeah, around you. Yeah, yeah, he's literally like best mates. Look how happy yeah, they good are. On, That's good what on I'm him. Like, I, can't stop looking, like... I can't stop looking at this photo, man. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody looks really happy. I don't know if you just showed him your draft teammate. That's yeah. why <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It on the verge of laughter. It made me wear. There's two things. It made me wear. I think I'm aging quite well because they're two young lads, and I yeah. don't. Look, but also, their teeth are so white. Yeah. They are very white teeth, mate. Like, I don't think I've got, like, stained teeth or whatever. No. But those two have got, they Swap are pearly white. Look at those dentures, man. Dentures. Mate, your teeth look Victorian next yeah. to <laughs> I look like, you know in, um, in Back to the Future 3, where, they, where they're taking the nick out of his white teeth because they've all got these yellow, the cowboys have got those, like, brown teeth that are falling out. Yeah. That's what you I, look like Biff. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, Mad Dog Tannen. That's what I looked like. When, Mad Dog Tannen. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, Mad Dog Tannen in this picture. Mad Dog Tannen teeth. <laughs> up a bunch of stories based around players involved in the draft. I'm loving them. Some great and my word, the write-up that comes with them really gives a detailed explanation as to some of the shenanigans that have gone on in mm. draft history. I thought maybe it was time that we just a little briefing of previous seasons and go over draft history on the on the podcast. Very good idea. Now, this is made even more relevant by the fact that two of the people in the room with you there, Marcus, are two of the four people who have not only been involved in every draft, but have been present at every draft day. Ah. Oh, God. Wow. Really? <laughs> Wowzers. You two. Can you name me the other two? Pete Mustap. Phil Kearns. Correct. Phil, definitely. No, Phil wasn't oh, there no, this wasn't, year. Was he? he was in yeah. Brazil as well oh, one year. And, yeah. He phoned in. Yeah. Oh, you're um, right. God. I, there was the train year for meds, so no, because he got halfway and then had to turn yeah. around. <laughs> so, the, so there's only there's only four people involved in this. So you've got Pete, you've got you two, there's oh, yeah. one oh, other. you! There we go. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just, just, the, just the commissioner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah all right. <laughs> perfect sense wow. that since we have three of the four with us we go over our previous draft seasons yeah, yeah. okay let's start last season season six 2018 to 19 people will be aware that our current holding champion soon to be dethroned <laughs> was neil dutton and that's because he won the league that season in our closest ever season yeah, yeah. That, was, that was his last day last game of the season wasn't it i remember having a solid mid-table kind of performance anything that's not flirting with the catering zone has been good up until this year that now that bar has now moved significantly <laughs> yeah i had a fairly average year apart from one mr Mohammed Salah, the king of Egypt, mm. who did me an absolute <laughs> solid and by himself pretty much guaranteed. In fact, I think I remember putting the bids on on draft day and someone next to me turning around going, well, you're not catering this year then. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And because of him, mid-table, nothing special, but yeah, I'm happy with that. I've got a little statistic for you, actually. Go for oh. it. Mo Salah got you 259 points that season. Uh -huh. Now, there are only three people to draft a 200-plus point player and end up in the catering zone. Right. Name the three. Oh, well, one of them has to be Meds when he got 
he got shafted by Phil on that Ericsson trade. Mm. Correct. Okay. The Enjoy. others... Uh, are they in the draft this year? One is not. Oh. Okay. Which really One... cuts it that list down. It sounds like the kind of thing that Phil would do, but I don't know if that's just me casting aspersions. Well, I think it's the sort of thing Chike would do. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, hit hitters. Who, who are we looking at? The other two are James Jammer Robinson. Oh, oh no, yeah. yeah. He didn't look after his team yeah, at all. He didn't at all. So went yeah. dark after a while. It was his first season. He was figuring things out. Yeah. He drafted Sergio Aguero, got him 201 points. So he's just getting over that mark. Jeez. The other drafter to end up in the catering zone with a 200 plus point player was Daniel Mantle. Oh, what? Of Mental Dandy's fame? The perennial yeah. number two spot? What? Yep. He went all in on Harry Kane. Harry Kane got him 224 points. Wow. The rest of his team didn't get him so many points. <laughs> Mantle. Was that his first season? No, it was his third. Oh, wow. And a good year it was as well, because not only did he do some catering, but had to give us all haircuts. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, can't, I, can't, I can't imagine Mantle and I Caitlin. Can't I, can't, I, can't, I, can't I can't remember it. I can't remember him and Caitlin at all. Jeez. The lofty days of season four. Wow. Old school, though. We'll get to that. So, season six, Neil Dutton, current champion, and... The catering zoners were Jammer Robinson. Meds finished in 11th. 12th place was wooden spoon position that year. And the current holder of the wooden spoon is uh, Philip Cairns. And he's going to hang on to it as well. <laughs> <laughs> Yara, you finished 8th last season. Oh, yeah. Marcus, you wow. ended up in the podium, mate. Mate, it was, I was... I loved last season. No, yeah, I, I had a great season. I had a really good, really good season. Do you remember who really you had? Um, who did I have? But think, I don't. I think I did. I go. I think I had. I think I had like a big. I actually don't. Off the top of my head, it's I like, can't believe you've forgotten who your main player was because when we first started recording oh, this podcast, you was, mentioned his name about seventeen times in the space of like ten minutes. No, it was Madison. I had Madison. Mad, I had Madison. In nope. There. Huh? No. Yeah, I did because I got him for like two or three points because no one because no one knew about him. Yeah, your, your best that player that season. Marcus, was it? Wasn't that Marcus Rashford? Was it? Oh yes, yes. Because I got him in. Didn't I get him in a window? Was that a window? Did I get him in a window or have him a whole season? Last season. Abamyang. Jesus. Great Abamyang. No. God's sake. We're getting locked in tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so, any other seasons? <laughs> yeah. Pierre Emerick Abamyang. Oh, Smashed wow. it last year. He's good for you. Hmm. I've no clue who my I think it's right. like that thing though, I think when you move on to another season with mm. the exception of Matthew Mellow and Leighton Baines I think you just sort of you just you just <laughs> Matt you, yeah you Matt. just lay it when you find a solid <laughs> like Leighton Baines you can't can't turn your back on but I think once, once your new team kicks in I just uh, forget all of my previous ones because yeah. I'm so focused on Literally watching every single game, like you said earlier. Yeah. Leighton Baines. 
Now, I season bet you five, think this song is about you. Season five is you. a season where Leighton Baines was part of Malulu's FC. <laughs> and as a result, I did a bit of catering. <laughs> <laughs> season five. Season five started off with an auction draft, as did season six. It was a season dominated by a man who went for a cut price, little did we know. He went on to score the highest points of any player in fantasy football history. I think that has to come with a massive caveat of the fact he's listed as a midfielder when he should be listed as a striker. Ooh, yeah. Is that Mohamed Salah? Mo, Mo Salah, 303 that points. Mo? He was drafted oh. by Daniel Mantle. How many did he get him for? Yeah. He got him for 29, I believe. Oh. That was the season that Mantle had bid for Henrik Mkhitaryan. He'd lost out to Pete, who got Mkhitaryan for 31 points. Wow. Mantle didn't want to go any higher than that and so he stepped away and his next name on the list was Mo Salah. Incredible season. I mean, what a bullet dodged because Pete, who drafted Mkhitaryan, got the wooden spoon that year. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what his algorithm said about that. Exactly. (laughs) You had a good season, season five, Yare? I had a great season, actually. I can't remember who my team was, to be frank. But yeah, it's good to be ahead of Wolf as usual, standard. Also, good to be 250-odd points ahead of Chike. Standard. So, uh, yeah, I'm very happy with myself. I can tell you your <laughs> best player sat, was. Sat next to Yare, I can affirm. He's very happy with himself. <laughs> your best player was Riyad Mahrez. Oh, oh well. Wow. Oh. Was that when he was he still was at City or was he at Leicester? Points. I think that might have been his last season at Leicester. Oh, yeah, he had a good season that, actually. Mantle's team... It's obviously pretty good because he had Leroy Sané. He did him well. Yeah. He had Alonso. He had Marcus Alonso. But after that, he he didn't really have any particularly great players. It's just he had Mo Salah. Mo Salah got 303 points. It was ridiculous. How many points? 303 for Mo Salah. I have to add that asterisk that says Mo Salah was listed as a midfielder and not forward. I do not know why PremierLeague.com have not sorted that out. If you've got the data in front of you, can you confirm or deny? Was this the season that I decided to put all my eggs in Romelu Lukaku's basket <laughs> and hence do a bit of catering at the end of the year. So along with Pete oh, and well, Phil, you ended up in the catering zone. I you did, did indeed go for Romelu Lukaku. <laughs> Romelu Lukaku got you 162 points. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, did I also have a, uh, a Mr. Leighton Baines in the team? <laughs> <laughs> You, you did indeed. I did. You did. I, you did. Loyal. I don't regret having him in. There. It's good for morale. He's always good in the ch- in the dressing room, but he didn't yeah. get me many points, did he? He got you eighty-two. Oh, all right. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. That's not too bad. Could be worse. Could yeah. be worse. Hmm. Still ended up catering. <laughs> Interestingly, Neil Dutton, who mm. we just mentioned, won season six. He finished ninth in season five. Yeah. 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 Quite lowly. There you go. So oh, well. season five for you. Ooh, that was a good one, though. We've just mentioned that Peter Everill finished Wooden Spoon in Season 5. He did. Yeah, he Go did. back one more year to 2016-17. Crashing from top of the league in Season 4 to Wooden Spoon Top in of the league. Five. Peter Everill was our champion. Yeah. 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 Wow. I don't think we need to say anything about the Wooden Spoon holder in Season 4. <laughs> 
Who was it? No idea, mate. <laughs> no idea. I think it was... Um... Well, the only thing is, you managed to take it home in your car, didn't you? I don't think you did it by public transport. No, I, I actually um, I have my own transport, which is... Oh, handy. good lad. Makes it easy. Look at, just on season four, Andy and Chike, eighth and ninth, got yeah, the same, same point total. Wow. Yeah. That does wow. not happen often. Yeah. This was the first season that we did the auction draft. Oh, was it? Who was the first player or the, the most valuable player? Yeah. The most expensive player that season was Kevin De Bruyne. Ah. Is that the season he first came in and everyone was really excited and then realised that he keeps getting injured? What did Wolf he get? got, got 199 him, points. He got, what, 99? 199 points. Oh, shit. Okay, that's really good. I take back everything. (laughs) Who got him? Was that Wolf? Bromit had him and finished second. Oh, Bromit. Oh, Bromit had him. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So, Alexis Sanchez was the highest point scorer that season. Wow. Played for Arsenal. Got 264 points. Bromit had him as well. Oh, whoa. Him and De Bruyne. This is the season that Bromit came runner-up, and he often expresses his appreciation for Pete's yeah. team being his favourite draft team. And I think it's because of the soreness he suffers whenever he thinks about it, because yeah. essentially Pete finished 120, 119 points above him, yeah. and Pete. Bromit likes to big up the team, I think, because of that. that yeah. Pete put you, out there. What Pete. was Pete's team, though? That... Well, here's the thing, and this is why it was a very impressive season, is that Pete's team was very well spread out. It's sort of the only time that a team had a very even team across the board. Yeah. His best player was Deli Alley, who got him 225 points. Oh, wow. He didn't really have a weak position. Yeah. He didn't have too many amazing players, but yeah, just he had there. strength across the board. And it's the only time that a team has won that hasn't had like an outright sort of player that's... That's uh, this we've mentioned it before, but this was a season that Daniel Mantle finished in the catering zone. Indeed. Yeah, that's what I, I'm kind of. Yeah, but again, only by a couple of points. Yeah, you know, really tight. Yeah, it was really tight down there. Less tight between him and yeah. Mets, and then Mets and myself. Cheeky does. So Cheeky does the, love the hovering over the kitchen boys. They're keeping up the rear. The kitchen boys. Cheeky what do you co- notice about the recruited points, chaps? Do which one? Uh, oh, recruited points. Meds minus 154. <laughs> oh, Meds, that's the Ericsson year, is it? Was that when he lost? Oh, there that- you go. Oh, wow. Minus 154 by giving away Ericsson. Jeez. Oh, got him. Look at Bradley, 575. Why, wow, he's the tinkerer, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Like, yeah, tinkerer in chief. Very that- well. Yeah, mate. That's, mate, that's really good work. Oh, wow. Do you know who I drafted that year? Who did you draft? draft? I'm going to apologise to Melu. He got me 135 points. His name was Leighton Baines. You. No. Heartless, heartless man. How dare you. And how dare he get you that many points away from his sacred Malulus. Good year for Pete. Bit of a one-off in the way he was done, but he has that star by his name thanks to season four. This takes us on to season three. Go on. Go on. Oh, look who's top of this one. (laughs) This is the Leicester year. Yeah. Crazy year. And who would benefit from that but our maddest drafter? Oi, oi. Yeah, all right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I remember Ozil having an absolutely incredible season that year. I just remember he was getting me points for fun. Yeah. Also that season, I think I 
I feel like Phil got Mares for like absolutely next to nothing. I know mm. Phil's only mid table, but Mares had an absolute storm, as obviously did Vardy. Yeah, one of Daniel Mantle's uh, runner-up positions that we mm. all talk about. Also on the podium, there is a Bradley James. Well done, mate. On the podium. That's good. Though. And looking down the other end, <laughs> Marcus, Quite a Marcus, myself, and Meds, uh, aka the Kitchen Boys. Uh, <laughs> Doing a bit of work on the catering side. <laughs> There's four M's in the bottom four. Oh. Four M's, yeah. Bromit oh, yeah. narrowly avoiding Bromit, it. Melly, Marcus Ellard, Melly and Llewellyn. And was that Med's second year with the wooden spoon? I think it might have been. Yeah. Cool. Right, it definitely was. It definitely was. Yeah, Yara, your best player was Ozil. He got you... 200 points that year. Yeah, he was incredible that season. That was literally what got me over the line. I just remember Ozil being absolutely incredible for me. You won by 107 points. I seem to remember you being at the top for quite a while as well. It wasn't like there was a scenario where there was much of a tussle. There was a period like it was held by everyone with like 200 points or something. And then that was a period when like David Silva got injured and that's when Mantle started to creep a little bit. But now I was never worried about that. The sweet, sweet seasons where I used to finish in the top three. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> They'll come again, mate. Yeah. Don't you worry. Don't worry about that, man. So that was the last of the ordered draft. So it was snake draft. Ah, yeah. It was. Well, sorry. That was. We had a previous season of the ordered draft. This was the last one before we went into the, to auction, the auction draft. Ah. And that takes us to season two, which oh, yeah. was the first season that we did a merit draft which was based on the idea that if you finished well the previous season you would basically have bad picks the next season Mm. created a bit of a seesaw situation where a good team one year would then become a bad team the next Mm -hmm. and probably led us into what we have now which is the auction draft which obviously is a pretty level playing field as it goes lowest scoring title score of all of them oh really oh wow every score to win the league has been over 1900 points except for this one where Phil got 1782 it was a low scoring year it was a low scoring year for me as well bloody hell (laughs) yeah uh... Not only did we have the lowest scoring winning score, we had the lowest scoring wooden spoon score. (laughs) (laughs) And practically, I'm not only just scraped over a thousand points. That's shocking. Mate, you and half of the Phelps twins and Chike doing a bit of catering. Half of the Phelps twins. <laughs> well, that was the year that uh, oh. one committed regicide against the other, wasn't it? Regicide. <laughs> <laughs> that season had two interesting turn of events. One was Tradegate. Yeah. Mm. Tradegate involved myself and Chike switching Robin Van Persie and Diego Costa. Oh, yes, I remember. Yeah. Oh, Wolf was not happy. Wolf was season. Incredible. The angriest man in the world, Jonathan Wolf, had a lot to say on the <laughs> subject. There was there was disarray all around. And thankfully, we've come through that moment where we are now the draft that we are today. <laughs> I think you need to go for you need to take yeah. you need to have these rough patches in order to find because it does really, really work at the minute. I, yeah. mean, I know we're talking about the le- which we'll talk about another date, I'm sure, with the legacy uh, draft. Mm-hmm. But that again I think will be another if it happens, I think it would be an improvement. Yeah. But yes, we had to we had to f- all fall out with each other in order to come back stronger. Yeah. Very true. Even though I can be a bit mardy, mm. I actually 
actually don't like conflict and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. I found it a bit eggy. And it was about like we were having like the draft is brilliant. Yeah. And it's really good fun. And I just felt like it was getting a bit too kind of not serious, but I feel like those yeah. bits tarnished it. However, like I said, we needed to go through that. And I was absolutely shocking. So. <laughs> um, but you know what I did what I did it's like what I did in that season particularly is I think I just completely neglected it I I didn't even I didn't like watch I didn't watch as many games I didn't watch hardly any games I think this this season the current season we're in Mm. is the exception because what we've got here in Yare is someone (laughs) who's in the wooden spoon position who's working his socks off Whereas normally what you've got is the three people in the catering zone in every other season yeah. basically just sort of neglected their team yeah. Yeah, and eventually true. given up. So let me take this opportunity to commend you for working damn hard and so. sticking at it, man. Yeah. And a handshake to boot. Yeah. So Why not? That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not. no, thanks for that, man. It's brought a tear to my eye. Oh. So the other key components of that season was Daniel Mantle signing and then dropping... Harry Kane. And if he'd kept him, he could have won that, couldn't he? And Philip Cairns picking up Harry Kane. (laughs) Your reactions are brilliant for this. (laughs) That's the recruiter points, isn't it? No way. That's the recruit point. So Mantle's first season. First solid second place, and he could have had the championship in his first season. That could have been a rookie winner. That's it. Wow. I think if Mantle had won that season, he probably would have gone on to win three or four. Yeah. yeah. But as it is, it, it was a monkey that he needed to get off his back, and it took him till season five before he was able to do that. Yeah. He had a catering zone between that as well, didn't he? Yeah. Catering zone happens. in between that, he yeah, had happens. all sorts of just near misses and a catering zone finish, and then mm. eventually season five, he, he got that elusive title. And at present, you have to say... He's in third position this year. Mm. You have to say he's, he's the best drafter overall. He's Ooh. the best drafter. In terms of the best. Yeah, yeah I can't believe Yori just had to say something. <laughs> Bradley was like, he's the best drafter. He goes, Yori goes, yeah. Mm. In terms of positions, yes. Yeah. <laughs> the, the subtext being, well, I'm clearly the best drafter. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, like, in terms of positions, yeah. Just can't let it go. Yeah. <laughs> it stings. It's a pretty level playing field. There's six champions, all with one title. It looks like the end of this season, we will have a seventh name added to that yeah. list, all with one title. So if you were to take out of those seven names, I think you look at Daniel Mantle as the best of those drafters, and mm. it won't be until somebody wins more titles before yeah. you can say they are the best drafter. Before exactly. someone gets whoever gets the, the second one that group, yeah, yeah, hundred percent nice. So that was season two. Oh. We go on to Ooh. what I look fondly on as my favourite season: <laughs> <laughs> the inaugural draft. Indeed. Inaugural draft, 2013 to 2014. And the winner, let's just have a look, see who the winner was that year. <laughs> no idea. No idea, no idea it is. mate. Don't know who that is. Never heard of him. Some, I don't know. Some... He's not featured much since. Yeah. 
Oh, no, it's you, Bradley. Oh, Bradley. Yeah. Oh, all right, mate. Oh, I see. Interesting. Found it just perched at the top there. 2073. The highest score to ever been attained by a drafter. And that, <laughs> yeah. that was because you went for the man that I dubbed at the time as Mr. Bitey. Yeah. You went for Suarez, didn't you? You got took him the like, risk. Yeah, you took a gamble. You got him a seventh round pick, was it? He was suspended for the first five games. I had the seventh pick of the draft, yeah. and I got Luis Suarez. I went wow. for it. No one else Two hundred and ninety-five points. Which the fact that he was registered as a striker and still managed to get two hundred ninety-five points tells you how ridiculous this season was. Especially as he was suspended for five games. Yeah, yeah. He's, when he came back, he was incredible. This incredible. is what slightly, I think perturbs me about Mo Salah getting having the record at the moment mm. because he's listed as a midfielder. Yeah, yeah, boosting his points. That's a bit exactly, mate. I just have to so what... very, very quickly gloss over my first year and my first uh, time in the catering zone. There we are. <laughs> well, bad. we could talk about one of the draft Instagram stories that came, or the Instagram stickers that came up recently, was a story about Leighton Baines. Oh, oh yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Because you, Melaloo, found yourself in the random draw of ping pong balls that we had. You found yourself with the second overall pick. The first pick is there in the room with you as well. Yeah, absolutely right. I could have had Luis Suarez and won myself a title. Yeah, but instead, instead, I wanted to begin what will be a lifelong connection and friendship with uh, one Leighton Baines. Whose name I'd heard on the radio alongside Ricky Lambert on the drive-in, and I'd remembered, oh yeah, they did really well in the England match the other week. I'll get them. <laughs> so I did. With my first pick. Oh, you're running a love affair. Oh well, that was great. As the story said, you found yourself with the third best player of all the first round picks. Really, yes, mate? Yeah. Nick Baines. Yeah, mate. How many points? He got 169 points. That's a defender. That's amazing. He was decent. Oh, sorry. Sorry. It might have even been the second best player. What? Let's, what does the story say? Hang on. Let's bring this up. What did the social media team say? Bring if I ever out. work for Bill Kenwright, I need to get yeah. in the room with <laughs> Lady Bates. <Bates. laughs> <laughs> Just oh, tell them yes, what you love them. <laughs> I love you, mate. <laughs> You've been in my draft team forever. Oh, God, hold me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was the second best player drafted in the wow. first round. Amazing. Who was the top? The top was Suarez. You might say we oh, both took a risk. <laughs> Just yours paid off a bit more. <laughs> also, your recruiter points is really is really quite high actually. Four eighty. Yeah. He was nailing Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to think who that would be. I don't, I, I don't Was that, know. that 480 good. based on Suarez? No, because then no. no. people he brought in. Oh, he brought, he brought in. Oh, mate, that's really, oh, that's really good, though. Yara, you finished in fourth. Do you want to know who your best player you drafted was? Well, that season? Yeah. Sergio Aguero, probably. No, he What's did not draft Sergio Aguero. I drafted Sergio Aguero, in fact. As well as Suarez? As well as Suarez. Someone knew what they were doing. Uh, that's, how we, that's how you win a title. Jeez. Your best player that season was uh, Pablo Zabaleta. No. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Wow. He got you 146 points and you finished in fourth. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Any interesting facts from my team there, Bradley, that you might have? <laughs> 
Well, but, Marcus, you'll remember your first, you had the first ever draft, didn't you? Oh, I did. Yeah. yeah, I did. And who did you pick? Who did I pick? I remember. It was it. It was the Dutchman, wasn't it? Oh, yes, it was. It was. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Van Persie. Um, Van Persie. No Van way. Persie, yeah. Oh, wow. That's right, isn't it? Robin Van Persie. Yeah. But not only that, I got the highest game week and oh, wow. the lowest game week. Amazing. You did. You did indeed. The highs and lows of the draft, lows of the draft right, man. We glossed over it, but in season four, Matthew Melu dropped the lowest game week score down to two. I don't see <laughs> I thought I was the lowest. I, you know, boys, I like to <laughs> take a record wherever I can, and it appears I can take the worst. Yeah. <laughs> but Marcus's first season saw him get a lowest game week of nine. The next season, he managed to get a lowest game week of eight. He held that record of lowest game week until you came along, Melu, and really stuck. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to help him out. <laughs> I thought I had How it. do you score two points in a game week? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Is that FA Cup? Melo Honestly, I don't know. Either. Injuries, <laughs> FA Cup. <laughs> um, but in this particular season, Marcus got a whopping 113 points in Man, one that's game. Unreal. That's unreal. I haven't had a score that high. <laughs> What's that? The 113. Yeah, yeah. Scored it, that, man. I, I don't think I've scored that high since, I think. I think there's only one man to beat it, actually, and his name's Johnny Wolf. It was a season where he got 128. Bloody oh, hell. Really? Wow. Wolf. 128 in the game week. Can you believe that? Jeez, with a draft really, team, even yeah. with a normal team, that would be incredible. But with a draft team, that is something else. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah, that, it must have had some double game weeks or something in there. That's really what, good. Though. What a lovely trip down memory lane, Bradley. Yeah, Thank you for that. Thanks, mate. Yeah, that was deadly. Yeah, it's pleasure. There. Pleasure. What a time it's been. Mm. Uh, here's looking to the future of the draft, wherever it may lead us. Yes, mate. Where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> That's so hot. Right, boys, as you know, there's uh, a bit of form in this position. Thank you for having me on the draft again. Pleasure. Thanks for coming. uh, Well, thank you. I've done uh, podcast presence again, but in a slightly different way. So... You might notice, and the listeners hopefully will notice, I've tried to tinker with the sound a little bit this week. Very so good. So that's a, a present for everyone. I'm oh. hoping that although he's at the other side of the world, Bradley doesn't sound like he's quite so far yeah. away. So yeah. uh, fingers crossed that's worked. I like this section, podcast presents. Yeah. Uh, but I've done a present now for everyone, including the listeners. Oh! oh. I have in... The spirit of me owning my position and taking the fight right the way down to the wire. Yes, mate! I'm putting a challenge out there to all of the Ahad listeners. I have created an Ahad listener league. If you are in fantasy football, if you created a fantasy football team, for the last 10 game weeks, so from the game week 29 to the end... You can join my league and you can put your team against my team. Oh! Now I'll get the social media team to put some details up about this, but the code you want is 80APC0, and you can pitch your players against mine, and let's see how you do. Now, I think this is amazing. 
first and foremost, do we have to, if we want to enter... You can enter as well. And do we, it's, our, it's our draft teams. Your draft teams. And if you've got a real... Uh. If, you, if you want to enter your draft team or if you've got another team that mm. you want to enter, use that code and you can join me from game week 29 for the final 10-week run-in. Let's see who can beat me. Wow. This is, he's it. putting his money where his yes, mouth mouth So that's, that's my little present for Thanks, everyone here and for everyone out there. Legend. Thoughts on that, Bradley? Looking very pensive in, uh, in the sunshine state. Not the sunshine state. What? <laughs> <laughs> the state that is sunny. What's your thoughts on that then, mate? I think it's fantastic, Melalu. I think the listeners who get involved will love it. This leads us on, actually, to the idea of involving our listeners in a draft scenario next season. This could be a little taster to see if it works. We will be potentially creating a league using the draft format on premierleague.com. Are you having a draft? We'll be entering a team. We will invite listeners to draft with us and compete next season. We shall iron out the details of how that worked out, but there will be a draft night. There will be a selection process. When you play that version of the game on the website, it selects an allotted time and you all go to your devices at the same time. You live draft with everyone else. So this will be the precursor to audience involvement in are you having a draft? That's amazing. So, So you and I and whoever's with us, is that we would draft a team that, that same evening is that what you mean a bunch of us will get together yeah. and mm. we will draft a team against the various listeners who would like to take part for example I feel like Paul after his Sabutio masterpiece has earned himself a place yeah, I, absolutely I believe it's I don't know their name but it comes under Griff Blue Peacock who did all those wonderful pictures that oh, some yeah, of yeah. Yeah. Were put on the Instagram I feel like yeah, they have earned a, earned a place Jenny Williams who sent in yeah. the email about the Legacy League I feel if she wanted a place, there'd be one for her. Oh, brilliant. We'll try and create as many spots as are required. We may even need to do different divisions if we overflow. We'll see. But we will iron out the finer details of the listeners' participation in a draft league next season. Mate, I love that idea. And I'm just going to jump on there and say, obviously, this 10-week running that I'm doing is a bit of a tester. But for that Mm. one... I'm going to put up a little prize and whoever wins that league next year gets a set of the Panini stickers. Oh! Oh. And I'll I'll post them out to them. How does that sound? That's a good one. Worth worth a little fight, I think. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't got many of those Panini packs to give away. They're expensive. There we have it. Another fabulous time with our lovely guest. Thanks for joining us on Are You Having a Draft? I'd like to thank CJ Pandit for our lovely music. CJ! Put a, 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 shoulda, woulda, coulda, put a Pandit! <laughs> Very good. And we also thank Hoban for the photography. At Will Coburn on Instagram. That's one L. We did our research. He's also taken some lovely pictures of you recently. Yeah, that guy with his camera, with his lens. He knows what he's doing. We should also thank Kate Bellamy at kate.may.this for her artwork. As always, we'd like to thank our friends and hosts over at Acast. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Cheers, Acast. I've never seen your faces, but by God, do I like them. That leaves us to thank Yare Jagbefume for coming in today. Cheers, mate. 
It also leads us to thank Matthew Melalu. Hey! Set that, thanks. Last but um, not least in any way, work. or form. Some lovely ideas today as well. I'm excited about next season. I'm excited about present section. Oh, <laughs> 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 Couldn't encourage that enough. I don't know about you, Marcus. No, I'm brilliant. I'm looking forward, and maybe looking forward to the end of this season. I'm going to get involved with my draft team on the league that Matthew told us about. Really excited about that. Thanks, mate. Thanks for joining us. I feel like there was something I was going to... Oh, I remember what it was. What's that? week we were talking about Hertha Berlin fans you're like I've never met a Hertha Berlin fan before oh yes I was yeah that he cut my hair I'm gonna correct you you have met a Hertha Berlin fan before oh listeners won't have a clue who we're talking about but myself yourself and Matthew self will know of a German who supports Hertha Berlin not Jens Hoivinkel Jens Hoivinkel no I didn't know that himself <laughs> John Acorn is the English version amazing of yeah wow uh, so I spent three years at drama school with the wonderful Jens I did not know he was a, he was a fan and in all those three years I don't think you ever called him the wonderful Jens but <laughs> <laughs> he's earned it today yeah I it's, it, the absence makes the heart grow fonder he looks a lot like Jürgen Klinsmann himself actually he yes, he is a bespectacles Jurgen Klinsmann. And the day that we were talking about Jurgen Klinsmann being the boss of Hertha Berlin, he resigned. Oh no, did he? <laughs> he resigned that day. I think the that podcast is... it was either the day we spoke about it or was the day the podcast came out. I can't quite remember, but Indirectly. I remember hearing the news and going, That didn't age well. Thanks for joining us everyone. Really appreciate it. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. And until next time Draft Save! Soylent Green is people! Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.